You must be tall, hey? Like, how tall are you? I'm a 6'3". You're 6'3"? Yeah, okay. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Actually, I'm... Except, oh, you're, oh, you're yeah. a giant. Oh, you're a giant. I can't even... I, uh, you're Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. If I had an afro, though, I'd look even more giant like you. I'd be even bigger. <laughs> Welcome to Creative Insanity. Creative Insanity. What's going on? My name is Servant. I am a rap artist, producer, and aspiring author from Canada. And today my guest is the one and only Afro, which stands for All Flows Reach Out. Afro is a one-of-a-kind artist. He's a rapper, he's a low-key producer, he's an actor, he's an aspiring director and a screenwriter. He's been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon showcasing his freestyling talents. He had a role in VH1's The Breaks, and he's toured the world with Ari the Rugged Man as his protege. The guy has had unbelievable success for being 22 years old. Besides talking about my latest single, Metal, which I feature Afro on. We get into hip hop in general and why we love it, why it's so great. We talk about his experience finding success this early, how his mom disciplining him as a child played a role in his appreciation for language. Honestly, there's just too many topics for me to tell you about without spoiling the fun. I was really honored to have this interview with Afro and not just because of his great success, but because he's just a really genuine, intelligent guy with a lot of wisdom to share for everybody here. So without further ado, let's get into it. All flows reach out. Welcome to the podcast. Hey man, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm happy good, you good. happy you made the time to be here. And I've got a lot on my mind. First of all, we're recording this a few weeks ahead of time for when it comes out. And when it comes out, it's going to be coming out at the time that we have uh, a collaboration. We have a song that we've done together. But what's right. just happened for you is you've just had us collab. The music video come out for. Uh, R.A. the Rugged Man, Gotta Be Dope. Yeah, yeah. And that was nuts, man. I just gotta say. Hey, thank you. Thank you. The Joker, the Joker, right? He did the directing, or how did that work? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's two people. Um, a homegirl named Encrypt. She shot the shots where it's like me and the blue, like me and R.A. in the studio with the blue suit. And uh, uh, he, she shot those shots, and then Joker shot pretty much everything else, the, the robot suits. Uh, Parts, that's all joker yeah. well we what we what we did is we got uh robot suits from uh we were doing a gorilla style we just said yo let's go party store uh, party costume store at store and then let's see if we could find something dope and then and then those two came together really good because that that robot suit i'm wearing it was like the only one that had left and it was crazy how it fit <laughs> perfectly into the suit so it was like wow that one that one came together really well so but yeah, yeah, Joker did those robot shots and then uh, uh, encrypted the the studio shots. That's sweet. Yeah, it's such fast edits. It's so there's so much going on, but it really suits because of how fast paced the song is. Right, right. Yeah. If my listeners haven't checked it out, it is like, I it's got to be one of the fastest raps I've ever heard. Like you, oh. you go insane, and then Ra goes equally insane and then like i don't even know if he's saying words at a certain point he's just going so fast right right what was the thought behind that project were you just like um what we what do you call it um the video we shot it a while back and um i remember that i heard the beat uh he sent me the beat probably around a year ago now we did that song a good minute ago and uh he sent me the beat. I was like, yo, this beat is crazy. And then he was like, yeah, we just got to go crazy. Like, I thought we went crazy on the Gift the Gab joint that we're on. And oh, yeah. He was like, yo, he was like, yo, let's go like four times harder on this <laughs> one than that one. 
So I was like, cool. I was like, let's do it. Like, let's, you know, he was like, we gotta, he was like, we gotta just, we gotta go nuts on this one. So I was like, for sure. I was like, let's do it. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a really cool process. I recorded, we didn't record our verses together. No. But, uh, I, I recorded my verse over here and then uh, I'm from LA. So I mean, that's where I'm at. So he, I recorded it here and then he recorded it wherever he was at the time. Yeah. As far as I've seen, he's been, between New York or Russia or something like that, like. Well, he lived. He lives in Berlin, Germany now. And, oh, Germany. Uh, That's right. Yeah, he lives in Germany now, and uh, but he's originally from New York. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's so. Ah, like I don't even have the words for it. Projects like that just hype me up so much about rap. That's what I love about rap. I mean, it's not always like super crazy, fast paced, go hard shit, but that stuff when it's done right, it it just jacks me up, man. Like. That's what's up. Yeah, and you have, I think, a very uh, strong ability in that area. You're not, you're not only lyrical, but you're fast, and you know how to be fast. Um, and what I appreciate is that, yeah, it's not like mumbo jumbo, mumble rap crap that just like it's hard to understand. But it's it's very precise in language, and it's a wide plethora of words. So you seem to have a really rich understanding of language, not to just gush all over yeah. your work or anything but right right how did you get to have such a deep understanding of language do you feel like you do have one or no well, well yeah well my mom um when i was young instead of really like punishing me she would make me read the dictionary oh <laughs> for real yeah 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 so so i i read there's one point where i read the whole dictionary but now i'm a little more rusty than i was so um but when i was a little younger i would literally like monday would be a tuesday would be b Wednesday would be C and, and so so on and so forth. And um, yeah, I've actually read the old dictionary. But now, like, if someone were to quiz me, like, what's this mean? I, I'd be rusty. But yeah, there was a point where I actually finished the old dictionary. Yeah, that's, well, it's it's helped. It's certainly helped for your process, I'd say. It's kind of funny. My dad, um, he's dyslexic, and he had this experience where he could never know how to spell a word. And so what he would do is always try to think of a synonym and then, cause sometimes he didn't even know the first two letters it would start with. And someone would say, how do you spell it? They'd say, go look in the dictionary. So then he would go not know how to do it. So he'd have to come up with another word that meant the same thing. So he got this really diverse understanding of language kind of in a sideways manner, but I never read the dictionary. I'll admit it. Well, well it's, it's tough. It's not for everybody, you know, I mean, it's, it's not easy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So how long have you been doing this for? Tell me a bit about your story. How did you fall into rap music and what you're doing? So when I, ever since I was five or six, around that, area, uh, around that age, my mom and pops, they always had Nas and Biggie and Pac CDs laying around. And I would go and sneak off and listen to some of them, even when I wasn't, I wasn't really supposed to. And I would listen to some of them. I wouldn't really understand the words at the time, but I loved the beats and like how they sounded and the flows and all that. I really like loved that already at that age. But it wasn't until I was nine, age nine, where I really fell in love with hip hop and was like, I want to do that. It was Rock Him. Hmm. I was on. I was. I was on YouTube. I was on YouTube and uh, Microphone Fiend popped up randomly. I clicked on it. I was like, What's this? I clicked on it. And it was like the best thing I ever heard at the time. I was like, this is the illest, like the illest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, yeah, I want to do what that guy's doing, Rock Kim. 
So hmm. that's what Rakim was really like the jump start of me wanting to be an MC. That's really cool. Did you, who did you spread out to in terms of influences at the time? Well, and then after that, around 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, those years were super heavy for me in research. Like I would just like, in the related searches, I would watch the Rakim video. And then in the related searches, there would be Big Daddy Kane, Karis One. Cool G rap. And I'd be like, who are these guys? So that's how I would really branch off and find other different MCs and be like, wow, this is incredible also. So th- that's how I would uh I would find out some of these guys and I would just dig deep into their uh into their discographies and, and their albums, you know. Mm. So it was like that that's how I really researched them. So and then and then eventually it was everybody with Black Moons, the um the the Smith and Wessons, like uh boot camp click and then it was like gang gangstar was like i was i was in, uh, introduced to their music around 13 and i remember that changed that changed my whole life i was like wow like like i had never heard anything like that before huh. like primo like primo's beats and, and google you know yeah i'll be honest some of those guys i haven't even heard of like i have a very depraved deprived hip hop background i'm ashamed to admit it but I, at the same time my i came up with Eminem was my introduction. I was like middle class, uh, right. suburban. Well, I don't know if suburban's, but it's kind of like lower middle class. I'm not sure how my parents would define where we were at. I, I'd say effectively middle class, but just white neighborhood, never heard a rap before. And then it was all of a sudden Eminem was getting passed around. And I had, that was my introduction, my incursion point into hip hop. And of course, I right. ran branched out into other artists but there's so much old school um classic stuff you know things that inspired people like eminem that i never got exposed to uh until later until i started digging in as i you know became a rap artist who were were some of your favorite mcs at the time so it was a lot of interscope stuff so eminem branched into 50 cent i was really big into 50 and then um d12 Basically, anybody who was around Eminem <laughs> is, was sort of the, the follow-up. And now, um, who else? Like, well, I like you. I like R.A. I like uh, Hobson. Uh, who else is... Who have I been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to Kanye lately, actually. Okay. I bit. love, I love um, Kanye's first three albums. And then outside of that, I love a lot of the stuff he produced, like for like Beanie Siegel and like Kanye has a bunch of stuff like people don't really like either forget or like don't really know and they're like oh wow like he's a really um talented uh producer yeah you know and he's just knows how to he knows how to put together songs really well you know so yeah i yeah. just i describe him like he knows how to catch a vibe really well he he could be talking about the most random shit sometimes or something that has nothing to do that you wouldn't think is like poetry you know sometimes he's just in this zone where just it's like kind of weird but the music and the vibe and everything that he captures, it's like he could talk about anything when he's in that zone. Somehow there's there's some kind of magic to it. Um, that's that's what I found for some of his stuff where I, I wouldn't think I'd like it at first, but then I've really, really started to gain some appreciation for his production side as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he's super talented on the production side. And his rhyming is dope too. I just don't know if... Uh... You know if he has ghostwriters or not, and I'm not. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of dope MCs or hip hop figures that had ghostwriters and stuff like that that are each still legends and did put in their own legendary work. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, 
but when it comes to like the rhyme and I, I don't know, like when I put like certain people on my all, all greatest of all time list, you know, with the, um, with the lyricists and stuff like that, I just got to see like, Hey, did they have ghost writers or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah. But Kanye is, uh, he has a dope, uh, his flow's dope and he knows how to like, how I see it. He knows how to adapt like to different beat styles and stuff like that. You know, because when I listen to Graduation, there's so many different types of feels on that album. Yeah. You know? And it's great. I love Graduation. It's just uh, there's different vibes and different feels, and he's an adapter, which is great. Yeah, I, um, I'm, something you don't know about me is I'm terrible with names. I forget names of things. I'm terrible at titling things. What's the album of his that's got the red cover? It's just, uh, it's not that old. Is it a, ball is it a ballerina? No. On the cover? Um, yeah. Because I think that was My Twisted Fantasy. My but, Twisted uh, Fantasy, yeah. Maybe yeah, it was the ba yeah. ballerina. I just couldn't tell. But that that's yeah. one that I, I really enjoy. That whole album just takes you through a trip. Like Yeah, some of the beats are crazy, too. Yeah. I. That's the exact feeling. It's that he, he kind of... When I was building the studio, actually, I was listening to, I think, that album on repeat for a little while. It's like a puzzle for me. Okay. I just... I'm a producer as well. I produce virtually all my own stuff. I've done a bit of collaboration with other people. I've got a project on the go that's got another producer, but that's what I really appreciate too is when artists have some knowledge or ability to work with the beats too. And right. Something I've noticed is you do that, eh? Like you've been you've been producing. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you what um what program do you use? Ableton Live. That's what I'd use. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my boy uses that. I uh, I use a um, machine. I've been using machine for um for about I'm gonna say five six years now. Really? Yeah, just on the low. But um, yeah, I feel like my beats are getting better. To, uh, getting a little better too, you know. Yeah, I've heard some teasers on Instagram. They're sounding really good. I think. Oh, you're... thanks, man. Yeah. What's interesting about your beats and your style is that you kind of have this. Your influences shine through in an interesting way like there's something classic about the quality of your music it has a kind of classic sometimes a jazzy vibe there's lots of like the samples are just uh i hesitate to use the word old school but in the best way no, possible it's that's old fine. it's got that old school vibe and that's not something that i have so i'm fascinated by it you know and i'm not sure what vibe i have exactly but i just know that when I hear that, it's like, I can never replicate that for some reason. I just don't think like that kind of a producer. Right. So how do you get right. your... Maybe, maybe you, uh, do you try to go out of the box? Or, um, oh, yeah. some, I, I try to do that sometimes too. I can't lie. But uh, with me, it's just my, so my favorite producer is Primo, Premier. Oh, yeah. And ever, ever since I was young, it was like him or Pete Rock. Like those two always like, teeter-tottered for me i was like yo like uh, some days i feel like premiere is the best and then some days i feel like pete is the best but now i'm like yeah premiere is the, my 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 favorite of all time yeah premiere and, and it's it's just that vibe i mean it's that like premiere has his own signature sound like as soon as i hear like the drums or like the scratches i'm just like that's premiere you know it's just yeah. something about it i'm just like yo that's and pete too pete is and mad lip like these guys just have that sound where it's just like, oh shit, that's something a Madlib be, and it turns out it's Madlib. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah, crazy, I, like stuff like that. I listened to Premiere, I think, with uh, is it Prime, 
Him and Royce the yeah, 5'9"? Yeah, Royce. Yeah, yeah. Him yeah. and Royce. Royce is someone. That's also somebody I've been listening to a lot lately. Forgot to mention him. I got mad respect for his talent. Yeah, well, he's, he's a good dude, too. He's humble. He's a real humble dude. Yeah. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah, I've met him. Sweet. Yeah, he'd be a cool guy to meet for sure. Yeah, he's he's real cool, dude. I have none but great things to say about Royce. He's a real real cool dude. I was listening to him on a couple podcasts or something like that recently. I really appreciate the way he thinks, not just the way he writes. But he, yeah, it's ter- talk about stepping out of the box. That's what he does. He, yeah, yeah, and he he's an adapter too. He's, yeah, he's he's a dangerous one because. The most dangerous MCs to me are those adapters who just know, like, they're on the future with somebody. They know how to emulate that floater on that person with and just take it up, take it up a notch, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's just adapting and just, you know, it's like those those are the most dangerous MCs, you know? Yeah. So I realized we kind of wandered a bit from your story. So I, I just want to conclude that a bit. How, oh, you, my, oh, sure. You obviously started, you were listening, you were young, you're talking like 10, 11, 12, you're listening to rap artists and you're you're just filling your head with all this uh inspiration at what point do you think to yourself maybe i can do this shit maybe i can rap you know like when does that cross your mind yeah that was not that was like that rock him thing but um i didn't really start really taking it seriously and writing with the pen until 12 ish Mm. that's when i really like really took it seriously at nine i was like i want to do that and then i (laughs) i would like i would try to like write and piece stuff together but it's like I, i felt like I would still try to work on it, but I felt like, okay, some days I don't have it, some days I do. But it wasn't until 12 where I was like, really, I was like, okay, I got the hang of it. I got the hang of it. I'm starting to get the flows and the patterns and everything. I'm starting to put them together. My my um thing that I did was, and I tell people this all the time, people question, people ask me this question like, oh, um, how can I start writing? I have trouble writing. I'm like, well, listen to your favorite MCs. Listen to your favorite guys and just like, take like bits and pieces or not take but like just get in, they're your influences mm-hmm. so like when i think of my guys like r.a or sean price or jizza feral Monch, rock him cool g rap a guru these are dirty these are guys that i was influenced by little beats and bits and pieces you know and then i just find a way to put my own twist and my own flavor on to, into it you know yeah so well and inevitably it comes out right if you're just being i think part of it is we emulate our first influences to kind of understand the craft and to figure out the skill of it. But then when you get to a certain point, you really just start to take on your own flavor because you don't want to be anybody else. You just want to do what you want to do. Right. You want to, you want to, um, one, you don't want to bite because it's old school. It's an old school rule, just not to bite anybody, you know, but like biting is like saying in like another, I don't know, just still in another person's style or like still in a verse or something like that. It's straight biting. But like, there's a, but there's like, but there's no, there's not a problem with being influenced by, you know, and people could tell because it's like, oh, it's still fro, but I hear a little bit of that in there because I get those comments all the time. And I love those comments. They're like, yo, I heard a little bit of um, RA in there, a little bit of P or a little bit of, I heard a little, that reminds me of Doom a little bit. I was like, oh shit, cool. Because that's what I was kind of going for, that little bit yeah. of feel, you know? So, and, um, and yeah, just, you know, uh, there is a difference between being influenced and, and then just straight up biting, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, I tell them all the time, I'm like, just listen to your favorite guy, listen to your favorite MCs, listen to them, study their flow, study their pattern, study their delivery, how they landed on the song, like just the delivery on the track and study all that, you know, and then eventually it's going to tighten up your flows and your rhymes and stuff. You know, when you see, when you study the best, 
there's a chance that you might eventually you keep going at it, you might start getting qualities of that, you know, or just in the rhymes, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're well on your path. I think that you well, you also did a lot of freestyle, hey? Yes, yeah. Oh, and that's what I meant to say too. Around that time, nine to twelve, you know, I would look around the room, I'd look at the TV or something, and then like I just try to like put words, I try to rhyme some, I'd rhyme <laughs> some about the TV. You know, and um, that's how that kind of started, too, around that age. Yeah, well, and it, I think you got very good at it, if I recall. You were even on Jimmy Fallon, isn't it, where you were doing some freestyle yes, there? Yeah, yes, sir. That must have been kind of crazy, hey? Oh, it was bananas. Like, I, I tell it a couple times, but I'm like, yo, like, when pe- people, some people don't understand, like, before all that, before our reign, before the Jimmy Fallon and that crazy stuff, I was just a kid in the room rhyming over um Wu-Tang beats and like Pete Rock and Premier beats just like doing my own little tapes and stuff like that way before like 15 14 I was just knocking out like mixtape after mixtape of my own just in my own setup yeah. I had a little pro tool setup of my own so nice. I was I was just knocking them out knocking them out and um yeah and that's what I tell them all the time I was just I didn't know how big the world is or how like or possible if any of that stuff was possible because I was just so like I don't know. I was yeah. just in my own little world, making my own little music. Just like, hey, like I, this is cool. I like doing it, but I don't think I'm ever gonna, you know, <laughs> go get to that, you know, that kind of thing, you know. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm just gonna do my own thing. So that's <laughs> so it's a whole different world. You're just like, whoa, like, and then you get something like that, like a family, and you're like, whoa, like. Then you start seeing celebrities and all these people that you grew up watching in movies. You're like, dang, like this is crazy. Like I'm here, like. Yeah, what? like I'm here. That's crazy. Like, it's, and I, I still feel that to this day. If something like cool or crazy like that happens, I'm just like, dang, like really? Like I'm here. That's crazy. <laughs> I still get that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's. I think what you said something really key there is that you were just sort of in your zone, doing your own mixtapes, focusing on your own shit, and that's a right. step that so many people who are after, let's say, success or like, you know. They, they think fame is, is a measure of success, especially like in our business, because, well, if you have some fame, then it means that people are probably listening to your music, which means you probably have some financial imperative to keep doing it and consider yourself a professional, right? So, but they forget the step that you got to do your shit and do it well. And that's what everything gets built off of, right? And, and take your time with it and really take your time into uh, and try to perfect it as much as possible. Because there were times when I was like 13, 14, and I was trying to, I was just getting to 12, 13, I was getting my foot on it. I was just barely getting my footing in there where I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit comfortable with like how I sound and my delivery and stuff. It's little things like that. Delivery, how does my voice sound? Because right. my voice, my voice, it was it was always a little deep, but like it wasn't as deep as I like my voice is now. I, like back then it was just like, yeah, you know, like it just had a little higher, it was a little higher pitch. So I, I'm a little con- self-conscious that I'm like I don't like how that sa- I don't like how I sound right there. So, but um, the little things like that, you know. Uh, but it's taking it's about taking your time and really trying to perfect the lowest things as possible. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. If you were to ever throw that twelve-year-old uh, Afro voice on a track, that would trip everybody up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still have mixtapes when i was 13 14 still right here like right like I, I have them in the vault so one day i'm gonna put them out for the fans and be like hey do you guys want to hear like 13 14 year old fro i still i still have it yeah it's great yeah i know that'd be yeah. really cool i know that I'm trying to think 
how old was I when I started writing rap? I, I was grade eight, so that puts me at about 13. Oh, I hear those cats you were talking about. Yeah, sorry about that. They, they're, they're, uh, I have a little animal house, so yeah. they, they bug out sometimes. No, it's all good. I got pets. I have kids. Actually, my last my last podcast, I interviewed uh, Jasmine Crow, and last last week when I had interviewed her, my one daughter walked in the room while I was doing it, and I thought I was like all in the clear, the kids are asleep, but she just came in and sat down. So I made the edit fun. But anyway, um, I was just gonna say I was about thirteen when I started writing rap. For me, okay, yeah, for me, I was like composer, pian- piano player. Um, I had the I almost say misfortune of being called a piano prodigy when I was a kid, because when you're called a prodigy and you're young, it just sort of gets in your head yeah, and makes you feel like you're talented. Therefore things will happen, but that's not the recipe for uh, living a good life. You need to understand, even if you have talent or disposition, you have to work for it. Right. Uh, Right. But so I started writing then and I was doing some poetry and fiction and kind of a bit of everything. And I, I, Listen to Eminem. He was like a dirty secret of mine. Parents weren't cool with him because of how vulgar the lyrics were, all that. Very- I remember. I, I remember my cousins were like that, too. They are big Eminem fans at the time, like 2004, like when Encore's rocked and stuff. I remember. And then uh, my grandma was like, oh, you can't listen to that. Can't yeah. listen to that, you know, because it was so graphic. Oh, it was graphic, was so graphic, yeah. It's super graphic. So it's like, I, I understand. Yeah, and then 8 Mile came out. I didn't even think you could like rap music. Like, that's what I came up around. My parents were like, you can't, like, this isn't good. My brother, he was a rebel, my brother Chase, but he would listen to it and then he'd get in shit for it. And I just told myself I couldn't like this. And then it was the 8 Mile tra- uh, trailer. The movie trailer came out. The internet was kind of new to us. We got the internet at home, I think, and I was using my brother's computer. And I checked out the trailer and I watched it again and again and again. And my brother Chase came in and he was like, you keep listening to that. Maybe you like rap music. And I went... Maybe I like rap music. Maybe I can. Maybe that's allowed, even though I'm like, you know, the white kid in small town Alberta. So that started grade eight. I started to write lyrics and they were terrible. They were so bad. I was like, I was pretending to be hood. You know, I was trying to be gangster and I didn't have that upbringing. But it wasn't, I did that for a while, put it away. And then eventually I started to write as an adult. I think I was about 21 or so. I've been writing songs for about four years and they just been getting quicker and quicker with the rhyme schemes as I was getting confidence to right. like almost come out as a rap artist and be like, hey, I want to do rap as well. Like this is something that I love. Like my perspective on what rap was, it was so otherworldly. It seemed like you had to be real. You had to be from the streets and, and I wasn't that. Mm. So, but yeah, as an adult, I just, I just do it my way, right? I just... Well, that's that's the thing with hip hop. The most beautiful thing about it is you can always put your own twist on it. You don't have to be a thug or a gangster to rhyme. You know, you can be a nerd just like me. I'm a nerd. I'm a movie nerd. I'm a music nerd. I'm just a big nerd. So <laughs> you can you can be a nerd in rhyme. Some of my favorite rappers are nerds. You know, they like we talk about movies and just get a long conversation. I'm like, oh wow, you're a nerd like me. Like, you know, yeah. so that, like the great thing is, and I always tell people, I'm like, dude, do your own thing. Like, like whatever you feel like is right. Whenever you, you fill out a song or something, it's just like, yo, you might be onto something. And just in, as an example, it's like, oh, like, like I always tell people do your own thing. That's the beautiful thing about hip hop. Everybody can come through with their own different um, perspectives. 
You know? Yeah, and it's just important. I think it's it's kind of a rule of life is you want to be authentic, right? But I think in hip hop in particular, people can smell inauthenticity. They can just tell, like if you're just being a faker, Absolutely. it's just garbage. Like I have no tolerance for it. I just hate when people are trying to be something they're not. It's so annoying because hip hop, I don't know, we get to like write essays, right? Like 500 words in a yeah. song is no big deal. We do that all the time. So right. that's that's a lot of words that we can say to convey something about how we see the world. If that's coming from a not genuine place, uh, it's like you ever hear that if the more the more you the longer a lie is, the harder it is to believe. Yes. I've yeah. It's like if you're just like really short to the point, people will buy it. But anyway, hip hop, you say a lot of stuff. People pick it up. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, uh, and and like you said, you can sniff it out. It's like if it's like if it sounds fake, it's like oh, it sounds like this guy doesn't really do what he's talking about. You know. Yeah. Like you can tell. You, I could tell. Yeah. So something finding your own signature. Um, I got really big into stories, and what thrilled me is that. When we connected to do a collaboration, you know, I was literally, uh, you kind of put out a message or whatever, and then I connected with you. I was literally working on something in the studio at that moment, I remember. Oh, word. Yeah, and I was like, hey, would you like to hear what I have cooking? It's kind of a story song. And you were like, yeah, for sure. And then when I had sent it your way, you were totally down, and you picked up what I was laying down in terms of, Right, following the right. story. It, it sound, to me, what it sounded like was like it, it reminded me of like some like Lancelot, like <laughs> sword. That's what that's the vibe I got. I'm 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 an adapter too. It's like when I hear the sub. That's why most of the time I'm like, hey, give me a beat and the idea you're going for, whatever you have in mind. A, a word, it could be a word or something, and I'll yeah. be like, okay, I'll build my verse around that, you know, and then I get that vibe and that idea, you know. I just go by what the the beat and what you're rhyming about, and I'm like, okay, let me put, let me suit, you know. Me, uh, go with my flavor with it, you know. Yeah, and you picked it up pretty well. What was cool is that um, I, in my head, I was telling myself this is a kind of re modern art, not modern. It was a medieval retelling of Cain and Abel. That was something that I was kind of doing in my head. Okay. And I remember when I talked to you, I never said the words Cain and Abel. I was like, oh, you know, it's about his brother. You know, I kind of you'll hear my verse where I am talking about having killed my brother and maybe. Right. You know, and you're like, oh, and then I think that's what I what I came up with with Cain and Abel because that's the first thing I came up yeah. with when like your brother kills your brother. That's like, yeah. I thought of Cain and Abel. And you had that line in there, and so when I heard that, I was like, yeah, he's he's paying attention. Yeah, I really like that. Right. I like the adaptability and the the intellectual side of things. You really engaged with the story and added something to it, but you put the ball in my court so that. I could kind of tie the ends together and then you came back for the bridge and yeah, I just thought that was a really good collaboration. Right. Right. Yeah. I thought, I mean, the video looks great too. From what I saw, you showed me a little bit of the video. It looks great. Yeah. For context, people listening, this will probably come out in a few weeks when everything's done, but I got the first two minutes or so edited up and fro checked it out. So yeah, looks it looks great. looks like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, because so, you know what it is. Like I said before, I'm a movie nerd too, so I look at shots and I'll, and and a couple people know this, but um, I, I write movie, I write screenplays, I write movie scripts. Yeah, I want to so, talk to you about that. 
And so I, I literally have like no exaggeration. I got like 30 movies with the plots written and everything ready, like ready to go. Like a lot of them aren't finished, but I have at least three finished. And they're like, I want to make them actual motion pictures. I want to make a future film. And um, I just, I got them ready to go for the future, you know? And then that's what I do on my side time. When I'm not making a joint or recording, I just, I, I write, I, I just write. I, I just write and write and write because all of them, I had the plots written so I can just go back and forth whenever I feel like it and just like finish it out whenever and fill it out you know, and fill it out, you know? Yeah. No, that's awesome. I've, I started working on a screenplay at one point, but for me, it's more like fiction for novels and that kind of thing. But I want to make a movie someday. Oh, it's the whole, yeah. the whole package. I Do you, are you like that? Do you want to direct? Do you want to star? You've done some I, acting as absolutely. well. Absolutely. I would, I would love to direct. Um, I have, I would love to, direct my screenplays and make them come to life. Absolutely. And uh, I, I'm not, um, I'm still learning like technical things like lenses and, and shots and all that. I'm still learning on that side, but I'm a visual dude. So I, I learned from my favorite guys like Scorsese, Spike Lee, Tarantino, and and my favorite guy is George A. Romero. Romero, um, nice. And so he's my favorite, my favorite director. So I just, I pay attention to just how they set it up and just how they, they do the shots and like how, like certain angles and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, like I'm going to incorporate that. I'm just, and whenever I need like a blueprint, I'll be like, yo, check this movie out. And then we'll just like, you know, stuff like that. I just, I'm a visual guy, you know? And um, yeah, so when I put these together, like I, I, I have a really strong feeling I'll be able to make these come to life, you know? So. You well, know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think you will. And you are 22, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you're, I think that for the level of knowledge that you've been able to amass at this age, feels like I'm talking to young and all of a sudden, I'm only I'm seven years <laughs> no, you're old. Good, you're good. But like, it's it's kind of amazing that you've been able to focus so hard on your craft that it's seemingly spilling out into every aspect, right? And film is the love of film is something that we have in common as well. And that, yeah, it's hundred percent something that I want to get involved with. Like, um, like you're in LA, I've, I've made a few friends down in Los Angeles area. And it's, okay. it's sort of like back in my mind, I just want to do more creative projects. And um, like, well, the music video that we're putting out, I directed, right? So I worked with the, the actors, uh, I choreographed with them behind the camera and it's actually the first music video that i've done where i have thanks man yeah it's where i haven't been front and center because i've directed with me in it and that's been yeah it's like you're wearing a lot of hats all at once and they're just such small projects i'd love i'd relish that opportunity to do something bigger and something substantial so i'm planning like next year or something i'm going to go to california or something for a week or, or two or something and maybe just try to connect with some people more and solidify some friendships and Hey, if you're ever around this way, um, hit me up, you know? More yeah, just, for uh, sure. I don't know, chop it up. Yeah, well, got to do something creative. Like, if I get together with peeps, it's awesome to do something fun, creative. I, yeah, maybe I'm, I might be, who knows, I might be working on one of the movies at the time because I have, I'm just, I have, I don't know if it's OCD, but I'm, I'm really, my brain is like, I organize little stuff like that. Like, I have the movie separate, and then I have little short movie ideas, too. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like I, I I dabble with both and um, you know, little things like it's like I, I and I'm I'm funny too. It's like if I need actors, I just use my homies. I'll be like, yeah. yo, you want to act? But <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm guerrilla style. I'm like, yo, you want to act? Like, hey, like 
you're right here. You know, it's just like, you're a body. You're a human body. Yeah. You know? If you're down, they're like, and then they're cool. They're like, all right, for sure, let's do it. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, just I'm still gorilla style. Yeah, no, I've I've done that before. Like the, I have a music video called Turn the Lights Down. And I have a, uh, a woman who, who stars kind of opposite of me, and she's a model slash dancer. And she's done a bit of modeling, but I didn't know she was a model. When I first met her, she worked at the same company as me and just worked in a, like a different department. And then I found out she was a bit of a, a model. And so I thought, oh, like I'll just, instead of going to the city, because I'm in a really small town, hey? I'm in like Edson, Alberta. We got 10,000. That's Canada, right? Yeah, Canada. I, th I think I've been to Alberta. Yeah, I can't I, remember what city. Well... Edmonton or Calgary, probably. Oh, like Edmonton, yeah, and Calgary. They're two different spots, right? Edmonton yeah. and Calgary. Yeah. yeah, I've been to both. I've been to both. You would have I been to both. both. You probably came through shortly before I. Well, when did you come through? Uh, I imagine. Oh, years ago, man. Maybe, maybe three, four yeah. years ago. That was probably before I was into your stuff. Before I was too aware, because I've only been following you and RA for like a couple years. I think two years, maybe. I've been kind of. It started like Loki at first. I think it was RA I was introduced to, and then I found you through RA. And then, of course, you guys have been collaborating and doing so many things together. And then I met RA because um, he came up and did a show uh, around the time that I talked to you, actually, when we started to do the collaboration. Because, uh, oh, yeah. But it was just a it was just a brief thing. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, there's it's so many things I'd like to, I guess, pick your brain about. What's your favorite part of this whole of the whole process of being a creative person? What's your favorite part? Oh, I would have to say being able to have free will and having those shackles on me. I'm able to free creative control. Hmm. I th I think that's the best thing. I think that's really key to a lot of people that want to create or do whatever it is they want to do. Um, I feel like as long as you have your ability to have free creative control with what you want to do, that's really key, you know, as much as possible, you know, yeah. um, you don't want people to take your stuff and just switch it up or steal your stuff. You never know. You never know. I mean, like I'll take an example as like the scripts, like, like, um, I've heard horror stories where a person wasn't too backed up. He didn't know too many things. He had the screenplay like finished and it looked great but he didn't know too many things on the business side. And next thing you know, they snatched his movie and couldn't really do anything about it because he messed, he didn't know too much or he mistook a step or something, you know, yeah. and it was oblivious to him, you know, little things like that. So it's like, you have to be careful. Like when, when it comes to creative control and stuff like that, like, you know, like it's just, I think that's really key. So that's one of my favorite things to be able to just write whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, it's, I, whatever I'm feeling, that's why some of my, a lot of my songs are different. Some songs are moody. Some yeah. songs are more like harder and more grimy. Yeah, but, grimy, and, I was going to say. And then some are mellow. I have some mellow ones, but like, it just depends what mood I'm in. You know, it just, uh, that's what's cool too. It's like, ah, if I feel like I'm in a real bad mood or something like that, then I'm like, I can just put that into the song. Yeah. You know, and then. That's that's that feels really good too. It's like a release. It's therapy. It's like okay, cool. Right now I just got that off my chest. Yeah, it's the same for me. Uh, it's the sort of thing that I have to do, or I probably inevitably want to kill myself. It's like something that I've I've just got to do. You can't if you're not free. It's funny that you would like seize on free will as the as the main aspect because that's 
I think that hits it on the head for me as well. And that's when it comes down to it, I've always just wanted to do what I want to do. And I feel like I haven't right. fit into society because of that. I've lost jobs. I've had, I've struggled. I've gone from job to job, but now I'm at the point where I'm doing like freelance. So I'm doing videography and uh, some music production for other people and mixing, mastering, like a, a variety of different things that are creative. And I've only been doing that for less than a year now. So it's like, you know, I turned 30 in August. I've, I've worked a long time and I got to this point where now I'm doing creative work. So I'm much more in line with what my passion is. And okay. I get to create some time for this freedom, right? Like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to send Afro a track. You know what I mean? Like I could just do that shit. And right. But my goal is I'm hoping within five years that I will be kind of at the point where I just get to do what I want and that it does make money to justify me being able to do it with my time, you know, that I provide for my family at the same time. Yeah. Like we said before, it's hardworking talent and Mm. you can have the talent, but you also have to have the hard work. And if you do have both and eventually I do, I, I'm pretty sure that your time will come and you will shine. You will shine in whatever it is you want to do. You know, as long as you really put in that research, you put in that work and you really put in that and love into it, too. It has to it has to have that love into it. You know, it's like uh, I always think of like the 13 year old fro that just wanted to do it just for the love where it's like, oh, I just want to write and just do it because like I want to hear myself on this beat or something like that. You know, it's just like the love into it. And um, it's important to never lose that because sometimes, you know, you can be around certain energies. It's just with anybody. I don't know. Like. yeah, as an MC, you can just be around certain energies that just make you like not want to click or like something like that, or it's like ah, like I'm trying to stay positive type stuff. Or yeah. sometimes you have bad, or sometimes you have bad days, you know. And it just like you get in, in kind of mood in moods, and then it's it's just. And then I think back to 13 year old Fro, where it's just like or 14 year old Fro, where it's like yo, like 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 he really loved to do this for this. And and then once you just find that love and. Uh, and ignite it again, then you're good. You know, you, you'll tap into that. It's like a mind state. You tap into it. Yeah, 100%. I know that the love is just, yeah, exactly. It's one of those key things that if you don't have it, uh, why are you even doing it? You know, why are you putting yourself through? Because it's miserable otherwise if you don't love it. You know, there's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of grind involved. And I've found that, you know, these days you got to make your own opportunities. You got to try to uh what's the champion your own projects and i came up in upbringing like i i don't know what like area like you're in california but i don't know enough i don't know enough about what locale has to do with your chances of success or being around certain people or there's an infrastructure for music but i do know like in my case there's no infrastructure for music it's like i'm fairly certain and i don't I'm not sad about this, but I think I'm the only person in town who is like a full-time freelancing creative. I might be wrong, but it's kind of a weird thing when you don't have people around you to bounce ideas back. Like my first album, I basically wrote in isolation. And then eventually I've started to meet like other rappers. There's a little bit in Edmonton, started to make some friends that way. But I very slowly got introduced to other people who are into rap and I was already doing it. Whereas some people like, they kind of grow up in a, a culture where that genre and everything is just prominent. I'm not sure if it's a meaning, like it's not a necessary condition to, to having success though, because we have the internet, we have 
what we can do now. We can have a conversation. You're sitting in your place in California. Right. I'm right. in my studio in Canada. In Canada, yeah. 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 And we've collaborated. Like, And not only are we having a conversation, but I've sent music to you. You've recorded vocals, sent them to me. We talked about them. You recorded additional vocals. Like, There was a whole process that could not have happened if it weren't for the internet. Absolutely. That's a, that's a fact. So that's what I'm leaning into because I'm of where I am. Though there are certainly really great talented people around me, um, I'm trying to kind of plug into the internet and be like, this part of this podcast, I guess, just connecting with more people and making friends and uh, having more opportunity to collaborate because I love that part too a lot. Oh, over here in Cali, you know, we're a little more um, Cowabunga, dude. We're a little <laughs> more like cool and smoke weed, and we're a little we're a little cooler, you know. But like, not cooler, like like better than anybody. But just like we just chill, like we just mellow out. And uh, so I always I'll have some homies over. I'll be like recording the song, or I'll just be like, they just say you want to smoke. I'm like cool. I'll just be like working on my side, just like yeah. I have like an idea on my head for a screenplay. I'm just working, typing on the computer on my side, or. Or um, just little things like that. I always have like somebody like a homie that can just be there. I don't know to just like kind of like mm-hmm. just like cool everything out kind of while I just work on some stuff and like you know. So that's how certain things like say I'm in a moody type of mood or something. I will lock in that isolation mode because as as a young as a young kid in middle school, even some, some years in high school, I was kind of to myself. Hmm. It was like, I was cool with, I was cool. Like if you were cool with me, I was cool with you. And I'm still that, I'm still that way. If you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. You know, it's like, and I was cool with the cheerleaders. I was cool with the jocks. I was cool with the nerds. I was cool with the, you know, the, the kids that weren't really like, like, I don't want to say outcast, but we're kind of like, like, uh, like, uh, sh- uh hermit crabs. Like, oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> cause I'm, I, I can be on my hermit crab thing too, you know? I can I can do that sometimes too, and uh, you know I, I I was just pretty much cool with everybody in school, but I was I was to myself like I would isolate myself a lot, so I do know that feeling, and um, yeah, for sure. So why do you isolate yourself, or, or do you find like would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Mm, I would say both, a little bit of both. Like mm. it's weird, like. Like some days I just be like, yeah, I just, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm going to shut myself in. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just going to stay home, work on something. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. But like, if I'm in the right mood and my homie's like, yo, you want to go to this house party? You want to go to this party real quick or something? I'm like, I, you know, it's just, de- <laughs> it, de- <laughs> it depends what mood I'm in. You know, it's like, sometimes I'm like, nah, I ain't trying to go no party. I'm good, bro. I'm just chilling. You know, I- I'll just drink at home and just like, I don't, I don't drink too much, but if I do, I'll, j- I'll drink at home. That's just my style. Right. So, so, but like, it just depends. Sometimes I'm like, if the right mood hits, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go do an eye for sure. I'm down. So yeah, (laughs) I'm a little bit of both. Do you ever find that the moods conflict sometimes? Like if you got a show or something and that's typically a more extroverted situation, like you got to be there, you're performing. That's another thing that's weird with me too. My brain is weird. It's like when I'm on a stage, I black out. I go into like this blackout kind of mode. And it's like, I'm able to, if it's not stage fright. I'm able to like, I'm able to like look in the, in the crowd's face and all that, but it's like, they're there, but they're not there. Hmm. It's weird. It's like, that's just like, I, I guess that's how it processes me for me to be able to be comfortable on the stage, I guess. But yeah. it's like, I'm still aware of stuff. Like I try to like be showmen and do certain, certain stuff. 
But um, it's like, yeah, certain, sometimes it's like a blackout mode where I'm just like, all right, I'm doing my thing, but I'm just like spacing out. I'm like, I'm just like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's weird. My brain is weird, like, when it comes to certain stuff like that. But, but another thing that kind of contributed to me being a little more comfortable on stage is when I was in middle school, we had a talent show. Hmm. And, and in middle school, I was writing, I was 12, 13, I was already writing around then I was getting a little more comfortable with my rhymes and like my, and just like being able to freestyle too. Right. I was able to freestyle around that age. And, uh, and, uh, they had a talent show. They were like, Hey, you want to do them? I think one of my teachers was like, you want, you want to do the talent show? I was like, I was, I was hesitant. Cause I was kind of like one of the first times I ever was around a lot of people. So I was like, oh, okay, but, uh, I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. And, uh, I remember I, I uh, there was two assemblies. The first assembly it was like uh, first prize was like an iPod Nano. Do you remember those? It was oh yeah, like small. We still the got iPod one. Nano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was one of those. And the second prize was pizza. So <laughs> it's like the, the, totally different. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. So the the second assembly I won first prize, and then the first assembly I won second prize. Wow. And uh, and uh, I rhymed and I beatboxed because another thing that people a lot of people don't know is I beatbox too. Oh, for like real? Just on, on the kind of on the low, I was just say I, that was another thing I caught on to when I was young. I think it was Dougie Fresh and Bismarcky, those guys. I really loved them. I I just I loved that. It, it was so flat. It was just like, <laughs> like how they were able to flip it. You know, it was crazy. Like like so that was another love that I had too. Like that was just kind of on the side. Yeah, see, like, I'm too ashamed of my beatboxing. I've never done it publicly. Like, <laughs> for me, I I constantly make clicking noises in my mouth, and, like, I kind of have these beats in my head. So I remember being a kid listening to rap music. I'd come up with my own beats, and I'd be clicking, and I'd be hitting stuff, and I'd be, like, pounding my chest and doing shit. But Oh, that's dope. That's some hip-hop shit. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, my bad. Are, are we able to curse? Oh yeah, we've been cursing all day. It's it's fine. Oh, I, I, t- I totally <laughs> forgot. Like like I forgot. I, I forgot that. I usually ask that whenever I'm on like yeah. an interview or a podcast. I, I'm like, hey, am I able to curse? Well, I'm I'm but, um, I'm new at the podcast game, so I think I could start just telling people. But my rule is basically, I just want people to be themselves, whatever that looks okay. like. Okay. But yeah, no, I would I would do, and I still like I come up with beats sometimes, or if I'm I'm coming to like putting a hi hat or something, like I'm I'm ticking it out. In my in my head, as right, opposed to right. working it on the keyboard. But then, yeah, like I think I've always thought that stuff is really cool, and it's cool that you won a talent show, more or less. You know that you got first place and second place. Similar thing for me is I won a talent show when I was sixteen or something, or fifteen. Fifteen. It was like the town's talent show in the town over where I grew up. Um, Hinton Idols is what it was called, and. Uh, mm. Yeah, I played. All I did was play piano. Actually, I was like 15, and uh, I at that time I composed piano music just all the time, and I just sat at the piano, rocked back and forth, and then I was voted as the winner, and I got like a bouquet of flowers. I gave it to my mom. That's what's up. Yeah, it was pretty dope. And then I got to perform at the uh, opening ceremonies for like the Alberta Winter Games or something. It was a big crowd there, and it was very cold. And you couldn't even see the crowd, but because it, it's so bright on stage. But that was kind of my first taste of being on stage, and then later, you know, performing hip hop and stuff. It was just a total, totally different kind of way to be. That's what's up, man. Hey, you know, yeah. And uh, another thing that's cool is that everybody's introduction to hip hop is just a different perspective. You know, like like 
we can like you could be you could be a struggling kid in the game in the streets and then hip-hop saves your life or you can just be a nerd like me who just loved hip-hop because i don't know like it just it clicked with me when i was young like some days i would have bad days you know hip-hop would be there to really help me through it yeah and a gang a gang star record or something like that like would just really be there to hold me down and be like all right i'm cool i feel a little better just hearing their words and their and their you hear someone like a guru you know he was so versatile, but he was also preaching so much knowledge and so much real shit where it's like, man, like, like that's so inspiring. You know, it's like, it really gets me through the day. So hip hop is stronger than a lot of people think, man. It's a culture and it's uh it's the way RZA said it. It was like, it's the way you breathe, the way you eat, the way you talk, the way you fuck, the way stuff <laughs> like that. That's, that's what he was saying. But, uh, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's why I, I, I used to run by the lo- uh, the slogan that hip hop saved my life, and I still do think in a strong way that it did. Like, like I feel like I don't know. I feel like like I, I feel like it was just it was just something that I was supposed to do. Like it was just like something like it was like a destiny, if you will, or something like that. You know, it was just a strong feeling of like, yo, you got it. Like this is it. Like this is something that you could really do. Yeah, you know. And, uh, yeah, I just, I always had that feeling ever since I was young. I was like, yo, you could really do this. You know, like I was, I was always making those mixtapes, but I was like, maybe you could do it. Maybe you could do it. You know? Hmm. That's interesting. You'd have that voice in your head telling you that because it was right. Right. Like that voice is pretty spot on for its advice, I'd say. And interesting that as different people come into hip hop or, or I guess whatever passion that they're falling, falling into, they there is a kind of calling aspect to it. Like for me, I didn't, it took years and years before I ever thought I could maybe do it. I didn't have that thought. Maybe I could do it. It was more like, I just couldn't turn away from it. I couldn't stop listening to it. It was just, it was creeping through my lyrics. It was getting quicker and tighter and I was focusing on the internal rhyme schemes and I was just messing around and like it just, I couldn't prevent it. It just like, it took over me. And, And for a lot of people who knew me growing up, um, you know, I'm an, I'm extrovert. I was a class clown and all that. But people were, to this day, are very surprised to find out I'm a hip-hop artist because a lot of people still, when you think hip-hop artist, you think of something different. You're like, oh, you know, someone from the street. Still people think that way. And I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So I get to know people, work with them or something, and then they find out later, oh, like, oh, you're servant. You, you do, like, hip-hop music. It's... Very interesting to see people's reactions. They're always surprised, but it's it's not like it's any less me. In fact, I feel like people don't understand who I am unless you do hear my music. Right, right. And I think um, hip-hop is a great way to, exactly what you said, to understand somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I've been working on this album for years, but there's certain songs on there that I'm proud of that I, I, that I hope the fans appreciate because I put a little, I put a lot of fro into it, like where you can get to know me too. Like my upbringings, like how it just was as a kid, stuff like that. I have that all in there. So you can actually, it's like, it's almost like an autobiography, you know, it's like, it's, but how I made it, it's kind of like a movie too. Like I started off in kind of a movie way and it's like, you're watching this movie, but it's kind of an, it's an autobiography. It's like, a you know, yeah. Man, so that's that. That's what it. That's what the main thing was. I was like, yo, I'm gonna have the, the the dope songs and the grimy stuff and the goofy stuff, all that too. But I I really want some songs on here where they can really understand Fro. And my first name is James, so stuff that they can really understand James. You know, I put yeah. that stuff in there in in there too. You know, so I'm I'm really I really hope a lot of those fans appreciate it. You know, 
Well, I know, like, me as a fan, I'd, appre- I'd appreciate that. Because there's something, like, this might lead into what I wanted to ask you. You, as an artist, the way that you are and engage with your lyrics, there's something kind of, I'm going to use the word mystical about it. Sometimes, like, spacey or mystical, you have this ability, like, you're crafting language and talking about things that I feel like a true poet does, in that it's make, you're making me understand, and, like, sometimes you're direct, and then sometimes you really jump into metaphor in with you know fascinating beautiful language and that's something that i really like and respect but are you is that something you're aware of are you at times being like i'm going to be more kind of poetic and artsy in this direction or are there other times where you're like i'm just going to be real straight and just do you have yes. all right yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely um yeah just like you said like um it's like, like I said before, like I'm, uh, I adapt to certain things where it's like, okay, this song right here, this beat, I feel like you're right, like more direct. Like mm-hmm. I know, I, I understand what you're saying, like a little more direct, so they can like, like, like get it a little more direct. And then sometimes I do try to jump out the box when it, uh, um, when it comes to the rhymes and stuff like that, where it's like, well, and some of the ideas, like the guys who inspire me with jumping out the box is like someone like a Doom or someone like an Aesop Rock, you know, like, mm-hmm. like. Um, those guys influenced me in that way too, where it's like these guys, like how they craft their words and all that. It's just like, so it feels like almost ambiguous sometimes, hmm. you know, where it's yeah. like, like how they, twi- how they twist it. It's like, yo, like, does that have a double meaning or what does that really mean? And then you really, it takes you a while to really dive into it. Aesop Rock is the craziest, uh, with that style when it comes to like, when I, when huh. I can think of an MC, like, he's just like the words he say, sometimes you're just like, yo, you got to run that back and be like, what is he saying right <laughs> there in the ill, in the illest way though? Yeah. You know, it's like, that's the difference between like some of the mumble rap where it's just like, oh, it's just like, they're sounds like they're mumbling or something like that. Yeah. You know, but with Aesop rock, it's just like, he's crafty. He's like, he's really, it's like, you can, you can see that he's saying some crazy shit, <laughs> but it's like, yo, you got to dive. Yeah. You got to dive. Really, you got to break that down like a scientist and be like, all right, this right here. What? All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get it now. <laughs> it's like the fifth song, the fifth listen. You're yeah. Like, all right. I get it that's, now. That's what I love about hip hop too, is that it seems like it's the music that keeps on giving because you listen to it. Shit, man, like, there's Eminem songs that I've listened to, you know, like within the last year that I heard growing up that I finally catch some stuff where it's like the odd line. Where I was like, I never understood I that. And I feel you. And that's what I love about hip hop. You can listen to it again and again and again. And it's like, there's always another layer you take out of it. And half the time, yeah, like you've, you've written a metaphor or something like that where like it hits on three levels. You know, and then when you're listening to it, sometimes you hear one level and you're like, oh, that's so dope. That's the crate. That's the deepest shit ever. It's like one level. And then you hear it again and you're like, whoa, that also in the other way, you know, like it's a very interesting, it's a very intellectual pursuit. Um, And for me, like I can't even listen to rap music if I'm doing stuff. Like if it's stuff I've heard a gazillion times before, I kind of can, but like I can't, I don't know. Like when I was building this studio, I couldn't listen to music I hadn't heard much before. If, if it's new rap music, because it disengages me from everything else and I just have to focus in on the lyrics. And yeah, that's just something I love about rap music is it has this ability to carry you, carry your mind, your heart, like every part of you gets into it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think you hit it on the nail. I think you hit that on the nail, on the nail on the head with that one. One something I want to ask you. Uh, you said your birthday in August. What day? 
August 3rd. Okay, I'm August 29th. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, August 29th. Yeah, I got August 3rd, and it's a big one for me because I turned 30. And it's okay. August 3rd, I'm the third-born son of the third-born son of the third-born son. I got three brothers. My dad had three brothers. Uh, his dad had three brothers. I'm the tallest. He's the tallest. His dad was the tallest. I was born three minutes to noon. There's there's a lot of number threes. I'm not really into numbers or, or that kind of thing, but there's a lot of threes, and I've got a song that I'm going to be putting out on my birthday that's kind of all about that, tying it all in. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what's up, man. Oh, what year? What year are you? 1990. Okay, I'm 97. 97, yeah. So you're actually younger than my little brother. Yeah. But in many ways, interesting, just because the body of work and the this you know the skill and the craft of what you do, I think of you in a way like a big brother, like you're doing shit that I'd like to do at some <laughs> point, you know. I they um I get that called about they're like um uh, what do you call it? They're like yo little big fro, uh, little big bro fro, or they call me <laughs> little big bro fro. Yeah, uh, my big homies are like little big bro fro. You know, like you're the younger homie, but you're like Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> you must be tall, hey? Like how tall are you? I'm a six three. You're six three? Yeah, okay. I'm six six. Actually, I'm. Except, oh, you're oh, yeah. you're a giant. <laughs> I can't even. I, uh, you're Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. If I had an afro, though, I'd look even more giant, like you. I'd be even bigger. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the afro pie makes the afro pie makes me six four. I probably got a little, yeah. little probably it up. What's something that you really want to do that you haven't done? I know you talk, we talk about film and you want to direct and all that kind of stuff. I think that ties into your the idea of creative control and freedom. Why you're drawn to the role of directing because you get to do all of it. But musically, what's something that you really want to do that you haven't done? Man, um, that's a great, I mean, that's a real good question, man. Uh, work, I mean, work with a lot of my favorite MCs. I still have a lot on my list that I would really love to work with. And producers, too, that I haven't worked with yet that I'd be like, yo, I'd love to try some now and go out the box with, like, certain producers mm-hmm. or, like, re- MCs, you know? I'm like, I'd love to do some stuff and challenge myself, you know? But uh, I, I have a bunch on my list. It's just uh, a time and a place, I guess, right timing or something like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, and catching them on the right time. And, you know, but that's definitely some musically just working with certain certain artists and going outside my box mm-hmm. and going outside the, you know. So, yeah, collaboration seems to be a very strong spirit in you. You're very interested in working with other people. Well, absolutely. Hell, you worked with me and I. I'll call the elephant out a little bit. I'm kind of a small guy in comparison. I was a bit surprised when I reached out that you were even down to do it. So why why did you? Like, is it just that? I mean, I, it's a, and it was different. You know, the Lancelot thing, I got the vibe. And I got just got that vibe off of it. And I was like, like, why not? Like, like it, sounds, it sounds dope. It's unique. It was different. And I was like, let's, you know, let's do it. So, you know, I was like, why not? It's just uh, like I said, like sometimes I do like to challenge myself. And I, I took that one kind of that that beat and just that that type of like subject, which you were going with and just like the feel of it. I was like, this is different. So I, I'm like, why not? Let's try it out. No, you I- know, and it's just like and I work on like a million things at a time. So it's like cool to me that I can do so much stuff and just like almost like like fans can go and look like hardcore fans can just like dig into stuff and they can just keep going and going and yeah. they can like 
you know, like, like that's, I like doing that type of stuff for the fans too, where it's just like, Oh, like, Oh, he got this. Oh, he got this. Oh, this is, no, I never heard this before. <laughs> oh, I never heard this before. You know, so I like doing that. Type yeah. I've found some features from you that way too. Yeah. Just digging in. Are you like shared on your story and stuff like that? It's like, Oh, yeah, I haven't I, heard of these guys before. I right. Right. Cause I have a bunch, I have a bunch just like, like there's a lot of dope MCs out there and it's just like, I'm like, why not? It makes sense. And I'm like, let's try it out. You know, that's just, that's how I am. I'm open to collaboration, you know, and it's like whether whether it is with the small guys or the big guys or whatever, you know, yeah. it's like like that's just how I am. You know, that's how I, that's how I've been since I was younger, too. When I was by myself making the songs, I'd have homies, too, that were rappers and MCs. And, nice. and I'd just be like, yo, jump on this joint real quick. Jump on this joint. That's like some Wu-Tang shit. They'd have like <laughs> some songs Ooh, would be tang. like, yeah. you know, like I'm sure math for like some of these guys were in the studio or like a, oh, or like Ray and they're like, yo, Lord, like, yo, you got to jump on this joint real quick. Man. You got to jump on this joint. You know, like, so, yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, so that's how that's how I've always kind of been, too. I just like stuff like that. Yeah, that's well, awesome. Well, I appreciate it as a as a fellow artist and, and as a fan. I think that it's something, like, not everybody's like that. People who get a bit of status, you know, people who have True. made some accomplishments, yep. they can be really hard to get a hold of and 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 and, True. and truth truthfully though a lot of people will reach out to other artists for clout right like they'll be like oh i'm trying to get in on with this guy so that i can get certain things but for me i've had some yeah i'm not gonna name names or whatever, but like i had opportunity to work with somebody else that i as much as they're doing their own thing and it's super great and you know it's, it's just really wasn't my thing and i wasn't really down it's just kind of really self-absorbed stuff and though I had that opportunity on my table and it was like the timing was right and I could jump on it and it was good. I just sort of backed away and I just thought I, it just didn't feel right for me. Whereas like with you, the timing of everything, you know, I saw the posts and I would just like threw something at you. It was like, just seemed right. I was working on this thing. I had literally just finished the first verse. I don't think I got the chorus or anything down yet. And I started messaging you and you hit me back or whatever. And I just felt right because your stuff is super intellectual at times and also poetic. And I think that there's a lot thematically in common with our work at times that I was like, yeah, this guy would be like Afro would be amazing to work with, not just because it's Afro and Afro's done a lot of cool things, but because of your perspective as an artist makes me someone that I actually wanted to work with. So, so thanks for that, I guess. Like I'm really, but you felt, you felt, you felt that it fit the puzzle. Yeah. It's like sometimes creating puzzles, it's like sometimes some pieces, it's like, ah, it's like kind of dope, but it's like it might not fit like what I have in mind or something like that. Yeah. You know, that's just being, that's our artist brain. That's just us being artists. It's like our brains like work like that. You know, it's like, all right, like this project right here has this type of feel. I love this artist but, or I, ha I respect this artist, but it's like, ah, maybe he might not feel this type of, like it might not feel m m gel well with this type of feel that I'm going for with this certain project or something like that, yeah. you know? That's how that's how my mind works too. Do you feel like there's any territory you'd like to cover that we've been kind of missing on? Um, I, I feel like we we covered a lot of stuff, but like, um, I said this before, but it's like I, you know, I, I'm really excited on the the movie stuff too. Yeah. You know? Okay. I'm I'm really really excited with the ideas and the stuff, and like I I recently just fin there was one screenplay I was working on for like uh I'm gonna say six years, bro. Whoa. almost five or six years and it was uh it's my reimagine because i love romero i'm a george a romero guy 
Yeah. So it's like it's like my retouch or reimagining of Night of the Living Dead, the the original '68 version. So it's like just me, like like kind of remaking it, but like putting my own spin onto it. It's like a salute. It's like a salute, or like a, or just like a a, a dedication or a tribute, you know, or like a homage, it, right? Uh, yes, a homage. Yes, and um, put my own spin on it. And I really want to make that a movie. And uh, I think I want to make that my first movie. And because I finished it, like probably last week. Huh. after six years of just like revisions oh, and like revisions and like formatting and getting the proper format down like yo and the, and it felt so good i was like yo i got like a screenplay i got it done it looks good it looks great like the formatting and all that it's like wow that's this has really a shot now i think this has a shot now compared to like because i always like in middle school, like high school, I would go to the library sometimes, and I, I was always a movie nerd since I was a young like kid. Like my mom can tell you, since I was like five or six, I've always loved movies, like so equally as much as I loved hip hop, because mm. I'm just a nerd with the movies. And uh, yeah, and uh, I would go to the library sometimes, and I would uh, I would work on little screenplays that I thought at the time like look good, but they look like they look like shit. But it's like <laughs> I had like the I had the little ideas brewing and all that and like like the little like of yeah of actually trying to make them. So it's like compared to that to now, I'm like, wow, it's like I came so far with that. Like even on that little side. Yeah. You know, it's like well finishing little projects too, like songs, they can be big projects, but prospectively to a screenplay or a novel or something, they're much smaller projects. But having that finishing mentality, uh, I think, is really helpful because it gets you in that zone of like, I can finish shit, I can do this. Right, like, right. What? It's like I have the. I think I, I really have the ability to do it. Like, like, like I would do it for fun before, but like now I'm like, wow, I think this is that's wow. Like this, it, it actually kind of come into life. So <laughs> you're right. Like having that mentality, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I finished the first draft of a novel. I think two two years ago. And so it wasn't, it's not all done in that, you know, I had a couple readers and I'm making some tweaks to it and I'm working through the second draft about halfway through. But I remember for myself, like that feeling that you must still be on cloud nine because it's like, I, I, I for me too, it was like six or eight years or something. I worked on it and you're just like, you just stand up and you're like, what do I do now? Like, right, right, right. I just float away now. Is it, do I get assumed into heaven or something? Like, it's like this monumental thing to have done. I honestly celebrated my, I was just start. I drank that night. I like, I didn't get drunk, but I was just like, yo, I'm going to drink low and just like celebrate a little. Cause it just felt like, it just felt good. I was like, man, like, and, and little things like that just like really make me feel like, like, man, that's awesome. Like, yeah. It, like people, some people wouldn't expect it, you know? So do you feel that way after you finish a song too? Like, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because this is how my brain works too. I'll write a song down, I'll write the hook and all that, but not all the time, but once in a while, it won't come out to life like as much as I wanted it to. I was like, dang, I got to give it another try because it's like, it didn't come to like, it didn't, it didn't like what I had in mind didn't really come out to life like I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. So, but a lot of other songs do. And that's when I feel really good. I'm like, yes, it came out exactly how I wanted it to. I was like, dope. So, that that when that happens and i'm like and that happens like with some songs like like for on a, on my album for example some songs were tougher to do cuz i'm really trying to like go at it go at it and 
as an artist, you're like, dang, I got to, oh, all right, let me, yeah. let me perfect that. I'm a, such a perfectionist. So I, oh, let me fix that. Let me fix that. That little word, how I said it, I was like, damn, yeah. like, like that little thing just threw me off for the whole song. So it's like, so it's, uh, when that happens, when a good one, like when it comes to life and it's great, you're like, oh, thank like, thank Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. the same way. It's like, <laughs> chasing adrenaline like it, once i once i finish something and i'm like happy with it i'm just like dancing and shit and listening to it yes. like on repeat i'm like yep, whoa like yep. it's it's the yep. best like that i think it's it's partly why i do it like when you're a kid you don't know what it's like to be a finisher in the same way but once you've got to that point where you know like you're a producer and everything so when you i feel like you produce something or even if you work with someone else but you finish something and you're happy with it um the fact that it like you were able to do a thing that came from some uh, channel in your brain and put that into language and that it actually came to fruition. There's, there's nothing crazier than that. It's, it blows my mind every time. And that's partly why I do it. You know, like I'm always trying to, for me, like I'm trying to be diverse as well. I'm trying to do different kinds of things. I'm kind of falling into, I realize a lot of storytelling because I think as a fiction writer, it sort of bled in, to the music it made it more interesting i guess it's, the, yeah it's the writer in you yeah yeah i stopped caring so much about my own self like i my first album is called identity and i wouldn't say it's exactly self-indulgent it's kind of about the concept of identity but it was really much like about me and my life and like my finding yourself yeah like the become the change from adolescence into manhood you know into a man yes yes your journey your journey yeah so it was a lot about that and my second album which is done but just gotta remix and remaster it and make a few production tweaks it's been done man for like a year but i've just been kind of sitting on it that one isn't about me so much i realized when i started working on that one it was like the month after identity came out i just didn't want to focus on myself that much and it seems like the more i write the further i get i'm really trying to just get into other people's heads i'm just fascinated by that stories to tell yeah it's a, and then when you do it well, it's like indescribable, right? It's just, it's like you're doing the thing you were put on the earth to do. And a lot of people don't understand that feeling. A lot of people just don't get it. And that's, that's okay. Yeah. Like it's no shade yeah, against but them, but. Sometimes they don't understand the heart behind it. You know, there's a lot yeah. of some, you know, the, some uh, MCs, well, every MC has a journey you know, what they went through, you know? So it takes, it takes courage for somebody to really put them, put what they went yeah. through into the song, you know, and, uh, that, that takes a lot. So that's why it, it that's in, that's important too. I feel like every MC should at least have one or two of those songs where oh, it's yeah. like, we, we can get to know you, you know, it's like, like, it's dope to rhyme and it's dope. Like, I love that, but it's like, 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 who are you? Can we get to know you a little bit, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's maybe a subconscious reason why I started with that project. I just felt like I had to start with that. It was like justifying my voice as uh, worthy of being in the area of hip-hop. You know, it's like I had to justify mm -hmm. it to myself. But, and I'll still talk about myself. And I'll, I'll, I'll use stories sometimes to talk about myself in other ways. Or, I, you know, if I'm really struggling with something, yeah, it's, Music is therapy, and I'll jump in there and process. But that vulnerability piece is definitely key. And I've learned that, like, I've got some stuff that 
is very personal. Like I, that song, Turn the Lights Down, for instance, I came out with that, put out a video and everything. I was really nervous about it. But it's, it's a song about pornography addiction, something that I've, oh, okay. yeah, like really hardcore struggled with in my life. And hey, hey, I understand. It was, it was tough to put it out there. I put it in, put it in the album, but nobody really heard it. You know, small time artist, some people do, but it's not like, when I put out the video for it though, um, all of a sudden, so many people were connecting to me about that song. I was getting people like, man, I've been struggling or, you know, this is something that it's, it's really hard or I know someone whose marriage broke up or like, I got all these stories and when I've performed that one live too, people will come up and be like, man, I've, and so it just, it's, it reiterates to me the importance of being vulnerable, you know. Right, right. And that's what I was just about to say. That's important. And that's when you know that you've done something really good is that sometimes my, my brain is funny. Sometimes, I, you know, like I said, I'll make a goofy song, I'll make a Mel song. If I feel angry, I'll make a, like an angry song. But I think my main thing that I want really want my voice to do like now when like at this standpoint is I wanted to influ influence it in a good way where like I feel like back in the day when I was going through some stuff or some really crazy stuff, I listened to Gangstar. I listened to guys I looked up to. So it's like I would hope that someone like um, a young man my, um, who was my age, like, uh, looks up to my rhymes in a way like that. Not like, like, look up like as like, I don't know, like, like idolize or anything like that, but just like, like get inspired by. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. If you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, just. And like inspired by, I love to um, inspire, you know, like, but in a good way to influence in a good way, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's definitely my standpoint now, you know, with my rhymes. Yeah. And I think that does come out in your music for sure. It, you, what's, what's fun about your stuff sometimes is you kind of get into that grimy territory and that kind of horror stuff a little bit, like yes. and that, yes, that, because, that cinematography film kind of feel, which I, which I love, right? Right. But right, then, right. And, and I do love that. I love tapping into that side of the world too. And that side of the side mm -hmm. too. But it's never like your stuff's not terribly, terribly dark in the way that some people, you know, like depressive, depressive anxiety. Super graphic stuff. or like. Yeah. And I, well, it, I think ultimately, like you'll get in dark space sometimes, but it just seems like you point towards the light. And that's what I try to do. I sometimes tackle heavy shit for sure, but I always try to point to the light. Point some light out of it. Absolutely. I'm the same way. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's because cool. if, I mean, if you go too dark, you know, you know, uh, one song I could think of that does shock in, in a really crazy way is Dance with the Devil, you know, the Immortal Technique song. Like everybody mm. can remember the first time they heard that song where they were like, whoa, like, like, like I remember the first time I saw that. that, that really impacted me. I was like, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like, whoa, like, it was it was gnarly, especially like listening to that at like I don't know, twelve or thirteen years old, like for the first time. I was like, that's oh, yeah. gnarly. That'll oh, fuck shit. you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was gnarly. So so um, you know, it's a really dark and depressing song, but that one impacted a lot of people. But with me, I, I don't really go too dark like that. It's certain people like that, you know, like I don't think that's not really me as an artist. Like I will go into like some moody stuff. I will go into moody stuff, but I I will try to find some light out of it. Yeah. I have, I have, a, I have a song that's out there, but I redid it and I was uh, hesitating on putting it on my album. Hmm. It's called goodbye. And it's a pretty depressing song. How I wrote it. I wrote it when I was like 15. 
And uh, it was it was about a guy on his deathbed. So it was me writing through the eyes of like him on his deathbed. Storytelling. Like, talk, yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking about like the hourglass switching the position, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So 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 um, that song. I'm debate. I was debating on putting it because it is depressing, but like the beat is so like really mellowed out and so like like it's hard to describe. It's just like it's like almost like it's vibey. It's like. It's like lightning, but it's still sad, you know? Yeah. So I was really debating on that one. And it's like, I'm not sure if I'm going to, but it's like, that's why. Because there's no, there's a little bit of light in it, but it's like, it's a guy on his deathbed, you know? So Yeah, so well, it, I wonder if it's like, is it real though, right? Like in the sense of like, is it come off as authentic? You're telling something true. Like, you know, like we're storytellers and sometimes we dive into things that we haven't experienced. But sometimes the fiction is like the truest thing. Sometimes you're able to, a fiction is like uh, an amalgamation of so many real things that have happened to people that it can kind of stand as a beacon for us to understand ourselves by. And so like, I would say like, yeah, there's, there's that bit of line of hope in there. And even though it's probably dark subject matter, like, yeah, someone on their deathbed, there's likely, there, there's likely some power in it that it's, true enough that someone needs to hear it you know and if as long as it's not like just like go and kill yourself you know what i mean like there's there's some oh yeah not there's some rappers like that, that are yeah. like there's some yeah like that I stuff i don't I never know. put that out. yeah i never put something <laughs> like that out there right, see right, and right. I, I put this song out called fear no more and it was one of my bigger music productions that i did this video for filmed in vancouver and it was very dark space what i basically did is like first verse is um the devil. It's like kind of in persona of the devil talking to me. Second verse is sort of like my response being like, ah, like leave me alone kind of thing, essentially. And then the third, like in the bridge, I kind of basically say there is much as like, I don't like you and I don't want to be anything around you. Like I have to admit that there's been collaboration between us, that I've done things that um, I've kind of like worked with you on. And it was very dark. And I know that like in that song, I could have, I just didn't want to like slap a real positive message on it because it just felt like it was just too honest and too real. And I didn't, right, like, right. This, it was like the point I was trying to make basically is that sometimes I am also capable of evil. That I just, the devil is an escape goat all the time. Just be like, oh, the devil made me do it. Sometimes I made me do it. And that was that kind of the comparison I wanted to make. But someone sent me this huge, huge like essay after that song came out and they were like, I think they were maybe a bit too far into it. I don't agree with them, but they were like, man, like this was really kind of depressing. And I thought that if someone was suicidal and they were watching this story that they might kind of feel more encouraged to be suicidal or something. And I. Right. Right. And, uh, I don't, I, and I feel you, I feel like they're not really, I would disagree with them on that. I did ultimately then, too. Yeah. But, but I, I, I feel like, certain songs like if you were to make a song like that that it would be known that that's what that song is about you know it's like i don't know like it's hard to describe like yeah like 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 you intended for that song kind of to really be like that and it's honest you know it's like yeah that's the one thing about it too it's honest it's honest work so you're like it was yeah like, it was tricky like it was kind of yeah, it's a tough one that one's a tough one yeah when you when i heard feedback like that i was like uh um and then 
but then I heard the opposite feedback too, right? Then I heard people who were like, man, like I so, you know, I connected with this and this was really powerful. Okay, and, there you go. You know, there so like I, I kind of had that opposite. I know I, I have a really good friend of mine. I haven't talked to her. I don't talk to her as much as I used to, but she's awesome. She heard a song of mine that isn't come out yet. And in that song, I I tell a story that's like kind of about suicide and also about murder. It's like a super intense song, but I still like, I point to this light in it on my second album. And yeah, when she heard it, she she heard it. It's seemingly all wrong. It's like, did I walk this line right? Did I maybe, like I, did I offended her? Like, it seems like I don't want to upset people or, or push them further towards something. But then I also heard other people on the other side, like, man, this was, you know, inspiring. And I think that's, that's just art. Like we try our yeah. best, you know, yeah. but you got to yeah, make people, that call. People are going to have, uh, this is the thing too. Like as an artist, whenever you make songs, I tell people this all the time, everybody is not going to like that song that you put out. Like, you got to remember that everybody is not no, going to like yeah. it. Like there's always going to be that one or two or three people that do not like it, but focus on the people like the other, I don't know, thousand, 2000 people that liked it. You know, like sometimes I'll see that on a YouTube video. I'll be like a thousand likes and two dislikes. I'll be like, dang, cool. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, cool. Thanks. Thousand people. Cause like yeah. as an artist, we'll be like, Oh fuck those two, two people. <laughs> but it's like, now I'm at a really peaceful space where I'm like, man, that don't even matter. Look at the thousand people that liked it. That's what's up. You know? So like, you know, yeah. as an artist, though, we do think of shit like that, where it's like, ah, you know, fuck those guys. But yeah. Like, and now I'm like, it don't even matter. You know, it's like they're always there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like it or doesn't really get it or just doesn't like it. Yeah. You know, and and that's why I, I make the songs that I that I like that. I just feel that that I just feel, you know, that I feel. Yeah. And if you're the first audience, right, like if you like them, there's bound to be people like you who also like it. Right. And so. That's kind of a way that I've looked at it. Like I, I've recently learned, you know, you're supposed to understand your demographic. Like who are you talking to in music? Um, I really could give a shit about that forever. It just seemed like I just do me and do my stuff. But recently I kind of realized, oh, I guess I'm my demographic. I'm making music that I think should exist, that I, that I, hell, I even listen to it sometimes. It's like music that I think matters. That's what I'm trying to make. And so if it matters to me and if I think it's great, then there is a chance there is someone out there like me in some way or another who's also going to think the same thing, right? That's kind of my understanding of my demographic. Yeah, there's people out there who who kind of like have vibe with you, who like y'all, like people who have the same common interests and stuff like that. There's people out there like this because this world is gigantic. It's 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 huge, huge. So there are people I know because I run into people like all over the world that are like, hey, you like that? I'm like, yeah, I like that. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Like just like we click. And it's like um, there are people out there who just probably share the same exact idea you have, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. You know, there's there's tons of people out there who yeah. feel, feel the same way you do. So I'm going to tie this back to film just one more time. You've got this project done, kind of like the screenplay. Maybe you said maybe it needs another edit or something, but it's basically done, right? Yeah, I think I have like the third draft, close to final draft on that one. And I actually have two total done. I have two total. And the other one I was working on for about two years. Okay, so, so it's, it's uh, still work in progress. And, yeah, yeah. So, but that that one's like uh that one's pretty much a third draft too. So both of these are like final drafts. I, I would, I would, I'm pretty 
confident to call him final draft. So that's why I celebrated. I was like, hey, man, yeah. shoot. I, <laughs> none really, I, I can't even think of to really fix it after all these years. I think that's it. So, so definitely, like, uh, yeah. So when you're going to, presumably, are you, are you going to take the helm in this project? Like, you want to, this one, you wanted to direct as well, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So if you're going to figure out how you're going to do that, how you're going to take the realm, what is it as like a visual, as a movie guy, what are you trying to tap into that? Is it that you're trying to make films that you love, basically that is just, this is for yourself? Or is it that, are you kind of aware of a certain audience or a genre or something? Like, tell me a bit about your interest in film and I don't know, how would you, how would you classify that's, it? That's, yeah, that's dope. That's interesting because um, you're right. Like, honestly, and this is like with no ego or nothing like that. I say this as humble as I can. You're right. Like, it's movies that I would love to see as a kid. You mm. know, it's like, that's the movies like, and that's kind of the, that's the way I can describe the music too. It's like, I love to make albums and music that like, that would like sound like something that I loved as a kid. The other albums I listened to growing up. You know, mm-hmm. like like the guys I looked up to. So I was like, yo, I would want my stuff to have like that kind of replay value and stuff like that. So so that's how I kind of have with the view. Um, that's how I'm envisioning with the movies, too. It's like I want to be able to make movies for like nerds like me where they can like understand like, oh, that's dope. Like I have like <laughs> yeah. little, tri- I have little trivias and little stuff in there where they can be like, oh, because yeah, they're nerds like me. Like, oh, that's dope. I saw what you did there. <laughs> you know, and just like and so that's how I kind of would want to make my movies. It's just like something that I would like really like would really what I would think that would be dope. It's like, if I think it's dope and like, I think it's cool. I have no really any quarrels with it or anything like that. Then I, I think I'm, I think I'm good. You know, that's how I would approach it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but every, everybody's different, you know, everybody's different how they approach it, you know, but um, yeah, some people have that very different, right? Some people are like, Oh, I am making, a uh, a romance film and i know that my audience is going to be mostly women from this age to this age and so like they cast it that way they think about it they write certain lines like they basically like but i think if i was being like deeply honest like just as brutally honest as i could there's something that seems like disingenuous about that that i feel less i feel like it's a less than kind of art when people are in or trying to make something, I guess, like a scientist does, you know, like this is going to hit this market for this reason, that like, you know, yeah. As, yeah. Yeah. As that, opposed. And that's, that's how I never really, that's how I kind of never really approached the music either. It's just like, it has to come from like a genuine feel. Like, how do I really feel it? Okay. Do I, it feels good to me. Okay, cool. That's just how I kind of push my stuff out. It's like, okay, it feels good to me. Cool. I hope that it feels good to whoever, whoever supports whoever listens to it too you know um pretty much then all this my supporters out there like how i look at my supporters i look at them all as like all ages all races all colors like if you if you if you rock with me and you're a supporter dope like thank you like that i I appreciate it because you're really you're you're showing your you're you're really showing your support out there and really like and it shows that you got my back where you're like, yo, I got you. Like, for like anything, yeah. I get messages that are dope where they're like, yo, fro, I'm, I'm there. Anything you put out, I got you. I'm like, hey, like, <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that for real. Cause there's, there's a lot of stuff that I want to tap into, especially for the future. And, you know, I just hope that the, the real, 
you support your loyal supporters are, are there, you know, and I, and I would appreciate them back, you know. Yeah. No, you have a really good relationship with your supporters, it seems. Like, you're relatively transparent. Like, you're upfront about, you know, in your stories. Like, you'll post out stuff like, hey, you know. Uh, I think one time even, like, in related to mental health stuff, you said, hey, I've been having a hard time recently. Yeah, and, yeah. And I was, like, I guess humbled in a good way because, like, so many artists, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, I'll say of your stature, artists who are, like, in a position you are in terms of influence – are so careful about trying to present a certain image and you were just kind of right. you're just you strike me as like just an honest good dude who is genuine about who he is and where he's at in life and I think that's something you got to I think you'll continue to hold on to because it's it's rare right. it's rare that's, you know that's just me because like certain you're right certain like like figures and all that that worry about how their hair looks and all that me, I'll just be like, I'll let a nappy and all that. I'll be like, it's all good. If I have a nappy day, it's cool. It's nappy right now. You know, that's just me, though. Certain people are like, oh, and you'll get those comments like, oh, you look like this. You look like it's like, man, whatever. That's me. You know, it's like I just keep it raw and uncut. Like in my in my like in my turn when it comes to stuff like that, it's like, you know, um, yeah, I just like if I'm feeling something, it's like, damn, I'm feeling something more. It's like. But, you know, I just, I'm honest. I'm just real honest with them, you know, because, like, I know the real ones, the real ones are going to stick around. And uh, I'm honest, I'm honest as I can with them when it comes to pretty much anything, you know. That's why I hope you and a sometimes or something like that. I'm like, yeah. don't ask me anything, you know, and then it's, they're, they're fun. It's just like being able, you know, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Q&As then, I think we could end, we can end with this because um, do you have any, what kind of wisdom, what have you learned? What do you think that other people should know who are creatives? Because my audience is particularly creative people, people a lot like myself who are basically, they consider themselves creative. They're trying to do interesting things in very different disciplines, often, right. often multiple disciplines. What's something that you've learned that kind of helps you keep it together mentally, creatively? What's something that we can learn from? And Advice is another word for that. Um, I would just say, I would say the most, one of the most important things is to st uh, stay true to yourself. Cause if you make it a certain way and you, uh, I don't know if you make it a certain way and, and, uh, and you're, I don't know, certain labels or whatever the case may be or something like that, make sure to stay true to yourself because certain people can take advantage of, uh, of your talent and stuff like that. And that can just be with the, I don't know, the sharks out there with anybody, you know, like there's mm -hmm. people out there that can take advantage of you. So just make sure to really um, be aware and stay true to yourself. And, and, and another thing is be, uh, be mindful of the people you're around and uh, appreciate the people that really support you and have your back. You know, that's another thing. Like don't lose those qualities inside because you can make it a certain way because I see it with a lot of rappers and stuff. They make it. I've seen people blow up, but like I knew them before. Now, I'm not naming any names. I've seen them before. And then I see them after and it's just like they're a superstar now, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, they're just like hard to get a hold of stuff like that. It's like, yo, like, you know, it's like stuff like that always happens. So it's don't always stay true to yourself. Be yeah. and, and, and be, and be honest. And, uh, and um, be honest with your work too. Put yourself into the music and whatever you write. Be honest. Be honest more. Yeah, yeah, authenticity. I think that's a really solid message because it's funny that it's like you think that that would be something that just came naturally to everybody, 
but it's it's kind of a skill. It's like to be yourself is a kind of craft because you have to understand who you are and be willing to place yourself in that, you know, vulnerable state right. where people can judge you. So uh, the other thing that resonates with me there, what you said is um, like the appreciation piece that you appreciate the people who are supporting you and because that's, that's who's carrying you in a way, right? Yeah, I mean, the supporters, I mean... <laughs> Not only like, not only like the emotional support and all that, but like they really are responsible for uh, feeding you too. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's important too. You know, it's like you don't want to piss off the people that are really like help, helping you in a major way. Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of people. I see people. You know, I've seen people like in big figures. It's like um, sometimes they don't really. Uh, I can see they don't really care too much about the fans that they just don't answer back or some. It's like it's important to keep your fans involved. Or keep your supporters involved than in what you do, you know, or it's like, or like, uh, and some people are just harder to reach, you know, like you said yeah. before, it's like me, I'm not like that. I'm like, if you need to reach out, it's, it's kind of easy to reach out to me. You it's know, part it's of like, your name almost. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not that hard, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's what I'll say. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think that you're doing a really good job with what you're doing. I think that you've, You've been obviously like there's there's a lot to be grateful for. I, I know there's opportunities and things that have come your way and blessings and gifts and all that in terms of where you're at. And, but but you've really brought it to the table. You have the skill set. You have the love for the craft. And uh, it seems to me like especially after getting to to have another conversation with you, a much longer one, that you're a really genuine person who's just trying to do good and do what they're on the planet for. And that's to make art, to make things that are worthwhile. And that ties in with what I, my mission. It's what I want to do in life. I want to make things that are worthwhile. Don't waste people's time. And uh, it's been, a, it was an honor to collaborate with you. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're able to have time to be on the podcast. Hey man, it was no, it was no problem at all. You know, it was a good, it was good timing. Uh, I, yeah, my bad in the beginning, I overslept a little bit. Oh, it's all but, good. Uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was good timing. I was, today was just good day, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to cut to the outro right now. All right. Cool. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you found any of this valuable, please consider subscribing, recommending this to a friend or leaving a positive review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you happen to be listening. If you watch this on my servant YouTube channel or Facebook page, please leave a comment and share. I love to hear from my listeners and learn from them. Learn more about me at www.servant.com. That's S-R-V-E-N-T.com. Thank you again for your time. Now go be creative and sane.